Are you weary? Unsure? Are you overwhelmed by the trials of life? Now more than ever, it is time to lift your gaze. It is no coincidence that you are tuned in at this very hour. This listener-supported podcast, Lift Your Gaze, promises to deliver empathy, edification, and empowerment. And with your subscription today, you will have access to every single impactful episode of Lift Your Gaze. Brace yourself for the breakthrough you've been waiting for. It's time to lift your gaze. Welcome to Lift Your Gaze, the podcast that ignites your spirit and uplifts your soul. I'm your host, Kim M. Clark, CEO and founder of Lift Your Gaze. Lift Your Gaze exists to provide hope to the darkest areas of our society, those who have been traumatized, especially but not limited to the correctional system. I'm also a best-selling and multiple award-winning author and the publisher of Deep Waters Books. As a former marketing college instructor and Johns Hopkins alumni, I invite you to join me on the transformative journey into the boundless healing power of hope. So if you're seeking a fresh perspective, a glimmer of light amidst the darkness, then join us as we embark on this extraordinary journey of hope. Because... No matter how challenging life may seem, remember, hope is the force that can lift us to new heights and create a world filled with boundless potential and a faith-based approach to trauma healing. Welcome to Episode 15, Spiritual Battle Strengthens Warriors. Jehovah Diskinu, the Lord is our righteousness. Before we dive deep into the name Jehovah Tiskenu, and this is this is spelled T I S. D-K-E-N-U. This is one of the Hebrew names of God. I wanted to share with you an excerpt from my book. I'm currently writing on spiritual warfare and a recent attack from the enemy, which is very ironic because I'm writing a book on spiritual warfare, but I guess that's par for the course. The Lord gave me a scripture just to comfort me, and I'm going to share with you in, it's Job 6, uh, excuse me, Job chapter 1, verses 6 through 12. It happened one day that the sons of God came to serve Adonai. And I'm reading for the um, complete Jewish Bible. And it came one day that the sons of God came to serve Adonai. And among them came the adversary. Adonai asked the adversary, where are you coming from? The adversary answered Adonai, from roaming through the earth, wandering here and there. Adonai asked the adversary, did you notice my servant Job? There is no one like him on the earth, a blameless and upright man who fears God and shuns evil. The adversary answered Adonai, Is it for nothing that Job fears God? You've put a protective hedge around him, his house and everything he has. You've prospered his work and his livestock and are spread out and excuse me, and his livestock are spread out all over the land. But if you reach out your hand and touch whatever he has, without a doubt, he will curse your face. Adonai said to the adversary, Here, everything he has is in your hands, except that you are not to lay a finger on his person. The adversary went out from the presence of Adonai. And that's again from Job chapter 1, 6 through 12. As I was praying for our trial to end, the spirit of God just poured into my heart a vision and I saw the vibration from all the energy at one central point and it actually shook the heavens. All the sons of God lined up 
to pay homage to their creator, the Elohim, our Adonai. Every part of their, every part of their being commanded to answer their maker call. Every part of their being actually was was responding to being to f- almost a force to answer their maker's call. It was almost like they had no choice. The fluttering of the wind created a loud, deafening, almost whirling sound. The enemy came to present himself before his creator, the awesome Adonai Tavat, which means the Lord of hosts, my God, waved his mighty hand over a portal in the universe, and now the field of vision to one planet, one point in time, and to one unsuspecting person. Have you seen my servant Kim? There is no one like her on all the earth. She obeys my commands and follows me with all of her heart. Adonai Tavat asked my adversary with a pure, unadulterated light emulating from his eyes. It was almost piercing. My opposer snarled. You have placed a hedge of protection around her, and you have blessed her and the fruit of her hands exceedingly abundantly beyond all she has asked. Her health is exceptional, and all that she does in your name prospers. My Adonai Elohim, the master of all masters, the triune God of creation, nodded. The deceiver waved a dismissive hand. Over the footage of me playing with my children, sharing the gospel with thousands and thousands of incarcerated inmates and those who have been traumatized, and writing and publishing books that glorify God, afflict her with intense abasement and poor health, and she will curse you. Acid contempt dripped from his words. My Adonai eyes eyed his fallen angel. He responded, her finances and health are in your hands. You must not harm her or her family. Satan, my adversary left the presence of God, seemingly delighted to begin his work on his next target. A few days later, I heard, you need to sit down. The voice of my God, my Adonai, spoke firmly to my heart. I sat on the edge of the bed. Yes, Lord, I responded. The next day are going to be hard, but I will be with you. His voice reverberated with such final authority, yet was full of mercy and protection. A wave of peace encompassed me. I nodded and thought to myself, I can do all things through Christ Jesus. Not my will, but yours be done, my king. That evening, I had trouble lifting my fork to dinner. My arms felt like lead. You should go to bed. You don't look well. My husband looked at me with deep care in his eyes. Thanks. I responded, and I turned my head to look at him. I gave him a sarcastic nod, which took an unusual amount of energy. No, really, I mean it. Your color isn't good. Go right to bed, he responded. Dejected, but knowing my husband's words words were brimming with wisdom, I nodded in exhaustion. Before crawling into bed that night, I tested myself for COVID. The indicator lights read negative. I exhaled, probably just the flu, I thought as I started to feel really cold. Pulling on my long flannel PJs in 80 Florida degree weather, I grabbed an extra blanket and tried to fall asleep. A few days later, my symptoms worsened, thinking my head might split open. I pulled out the COVID test kit again from the bathroom linen closet. This time, the results indicated positive for COVID-19. This is three and a half years after avoiding the virus, being careful, getting vaccinated. I had finally been afflicted. I sighed. So that's what the Lord meant when he told me the next few days would be hard. My family quarantined around. Oh, excuse me. My family quarantined away from me. Then in the middle of night, 2 a.m., my husband from the guest room heard me hacking. He came in and found me with tears streaming down my face, trying to inhale between each barking cough. He point, I pointed to my back, and he immediately knew what to do. He started pounding on my back to help me breathe. It hurts. It hurts so much every time I cough. 
I managed out in between wheezing and with tears streaming down my hot cheeks. Let's get you propped up with more pillows. His face emulated concern. I nodded and tried not to hack up along as my feverish body started to twitch. You need to let me know when to take you to the ER, he said as he brought in a large triangle-shaped wedge pillow. I turned away and coughed painfully. Oh, the inside of my ears are burning. Please pray for me. He anointed my head with oil and prayed fervently for God to heal me and for the COVID demon to flee from our home. The coughing lessened enough for me to lay down. Every time I started to fall asleep, I would start hacking again. He would pound on my back. He'd stay with me till 5 a.m. that night and the following night. The next day, my doctor prescribed some meds, which helped. After recovering from COVID, I still had trouble breathing, head-splitting migraines, and burning in my ears. The doctor diagnosed me with bronchitis, a sinus, and a throat infection. It took months for me to heal. I think I'm still experiencing long COVID. I get exhausted easily. My energy hasn't returned, but I feel compelled to complete this book. Sometimes the brain fog is so thick that I feel like I need mental windshield wipers. Thankfully, no one in my family got sick, just me. Even through the difficulties, I'm grateful for three specific things from the revelation God gave me. Number one, this trial will end. All times of our times, all times in our time, in our seasons of suffering come with expiration dates. Unfortunately, we're not privy to them. Number two, God will be with me. I will never be forsaken or forgotten. Number three, God will hand over my enemies to me. They will not prevail. Let me read them again. Number one, this trial will end. Number two, God will be with me. And number three, God will hand over my enemies to me. They will not prevail. These three things impressed upon me the dire need for a strong arsenal against our enemy. We are at war, and we need a deep understanding of the tactics and strategies of spiritual warfare as well as an intimate knowledge of our great eternal commanding officer. The greatest generals are great tacticians and strategists. We need to know the names of our God, who is our defender, who is also the greatest strategist in the universe. In this book that I'm writing now, we'll cover the name Jehovah Devot, but also I wanted to share with you Jehovah Tiskenu, which is from my previous book, Deep Waters Lift Your Gaze prayer book, which is available on Amazon and Barnes and Noble, wherever fine books are sold. But this is from the Jehovah Tiskenu chapter. And the name, the Hebrew name of God, Jehovah Tiskenu, means the Lord is our righteousness. And it first appeared when Jeremiah prophesied the fall, captivity, and restoration of Judah through the righteous branch. This king would reign, prosper, and execute judgment and justice throughout the earth. And would be called Jehovah, our righteousness. That's from Jeremiah 23, 5 and 6. The Hebrew word tiskenu, righteousness, is derived from tistek, which means to be stiff or straight, which cannot be accurately translated as there's no exact word in English to convey its full comprehension. We only see it clearly exhibited in Jehovah's characters and character and action. It signifies Jehovah's weighing of humanity by his scales of righteousness, justification, and acquittal. Jehovah, who's perfectly righteous, cannot overlook our sin and lack of purity. Since punishment does not cleanse the sinner, see Romans 3.20 and Jeremiah 17.9, a remedy for mankind is needed. The manifestation and provision of Jehovah's righteousness, which alone makes humanity acceptable to Elohim, our creator, the magnificent God. 
was and still is realized only in our Jehovah Jesus, who is our Savior. For indeed, Christ died for our sins once and for all, so that the just and righteous for the so that the just and righteous for the unjust and righteous. So he was our just and righteousness. He was and is the one true innocent sacrifice for all the guilty, including you and I, reconciling us with Elohim. That's from 1 Peter 3.18. What we are unable to do for ourselves, Jehovah Jesus, our Jehovah Diskenu, did for us. The name Jehovah Diskenu reveals to us the method and measure of our acceptance before Elohim, cleansed by the blood of the Lamb and clothed in the white robes of Jehovah, our righteousness. And I love the first time this name appeared was in Jeremiah 23, 5, 6. And it says, the days are coming, Claire's Yahweh or Jehovah, when I will grow up a righteous tismak or branch for David. He will be king who will rule wisely. He will do what is fair and right in the land. In his lifetime, Judah will be saved and Israel will live in safety. This is the name that he will be given. Yahweh Tiskei, or Jehovah Tiskenu, and that's from Jeremiah 23, 5 and 6. And knowing the names of God is incredibly powerful as we battle the enemy. But we also must have an, an infallible strategy to combat our adversary's tactics, not just to avoid the war, but also to prepare for the attack before it even starts, and to know how to tactically respond during battles. Know this, Satan fights dirty. He will attack your finances, health, your peace, and your family. Deceitfully, he will blind the eyes of unbelievers. We see that in 2 Corinthians 4.4. 4. He has come to steal, kill, and destroy. John 10.10-29. 10, he maleficently uses lies, seduction, and pride to lure you away from the unending source of winsome comfort and strength which is our Jehovah Tiskenu, which means, again, the Lord is our righteousness. But I want you to be encouraged. As believers, we are covered by the most powerful substance in the universe, the blood of Jesus. By confessing we are a sinner and trusting in Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, we have immense power and authority. Power is the Greek word dunamis. Authority is the Greek word, ex- <laughs> forgive me if I mispronounce this, those of you who are Greek, exousia. Authority is the legal right to use power. The Holy Spirit provides our unending source for both our authority and power against our enemy. Many people are afraid to engage the enemy in evil spirits, principalities, and dominions. Unfortunately, whether we want to or not, we are already immersed in spiritual warfare. We need to decide if we're going to be a victim or take up our shield of faith and sword of the Spirit and defend ourselves. John Eckhart stated in Prayers That Route Demons and Break Curses, God uses ordinary people to accomplish His purposes, and that's you and me. And we have no reason to fear the engagement with demonic forces as demons are subject to the authority of believers. How powerful is that? Demons must obey us, those who believe in Christ. Jesus gave us the power to tread on serpents and scorpions, the spiritual anecdote to any poison that will not hurt us. The ability to heal and our, and to lay, excuse me, the ability to heal the sick by laying hands on them. We find that in Mark 6 18. We are commanded to use our God given authority and power by faith 
in the, from the power of the Word of God. And of course, we know that faith comes by hearing the Word of God. In Romans ten seventeen, we have incredible dom- dominion and dominance over our enemy. But most of us as Christians don't understand the authority and power we possess as followers of the Lord Jesus Christ. We've been given the legal right to use the name above all name. The name recognizes the one who has authority in the spiritual realm. That's Jesus Christ. Jehovah Tiskenu, the Lord is our righteousness, is our God defender and covering. Demons can be cast out and works of darkness are bound in the name of Jesus. This is the same name we use to preach and teach. For every knee will bow in heaven, on earth, and under the earth. And every tongue will acknowledge that Jesus, Yeshua, is the Messiah, is Adonai. Which we covered, actually, in episode 108. To the glory of God the Father. That's from Philippians 2.10-11. through 11. All demons are all demons recognize and are forced to submit to the power and authority of our Savior and Lord, Jesus Christ. And they are required to submit to believers operating in Jesus' authority and power. Just like any warrior, the more we exercise our gifts and strengths, the stronger and more faith-filled we will become. Before we engage, it is essential that we confess our sins to God and those we have sinned against. Try praying this prayer before entering spiritual warfare and make sure to make sure that there's no place for the devil and his minions in our lives. And this is from Psalm 139, verses 23 through 24. Examine me, God. Know my heart. Test me and know my thoughts. See if there's any hurtful way in me and lead me along the eternal way. Once we confess our sins, God is faithful to forgive us. The blood of Jesus covers us. And after we confess those sins, they are left at the cross. We can no longer pick them up. The enemy will try to attack you with shame from your previous action, which is condemnation. Thankfully, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Romans 8.1 Rebuke Satan's feeble attempt at condemning you, a child of the Most High, Elohim, and claim the blood of Jesus over you and your family. The best news is that children of the greatest strategists in the universe are Jehovah Tiskenu. The Lord is our righteousness. He will prevail in our lives and hand over our enemy over to us. Yes, we will engage in battle, but we will have the final victory during our inescapable times of suffering. This is my prayer for you as you traverse through your battles and with the knowledge that your Jehovah Tiskenya, the Lord is your righteousness, will hand over your enemies over to you. This is based on the promises found in Psalm 9. I thank Jehovah Tiskenya with my entire heart. I will joyfully tell about the miracles Jehovah Tiskenya Tiskenu has done in my life. I make music and praise to Jehovah Tiskenu's name. I know that Jehovah Tiskenu will make my enemies retreat at the perfect time. The wicked stumble and vanish in the presence of Jehovah Tiskenu. I rejoice as Jehovah Tiskenu has defended my righteousness. I worship Jehovah Tiskenu who already has the victory over my eternal enemy. The battle of Satan is finished. His kingdom is in ruins for eternity. I adjure Jehovah Tiskenu, who is enthroned forever. Jehovah Tiskenu alone stands alone to judge everyone on the earth fairly. Jehovah Tiskenu is my stronghold in times of trouble. I trust in the name of Jehovah Tiskenu. I praise Jehovah Tiskenu, who has never deserted me. I implore Jehovah Tiskenu to rise up and not let the wicked prosper or gain power. 
I rejoice because Jehovah Tiskenu passes judgment over all the nations. I know that Jehovah Tiskenu's ruling are righteous and therefore good. Amen. Wow. Hopefully that prayer encouraged you. And thank you for listening to episode 116. Spiritual battle strengthens warriors. Jehovah Tiskenu, the Lord is our righteousness. Lift Your Gaze is a listener-supported podcast. Go to www.liftyourgaze.org and click on podcast to hear more of our podcast. Or also you can click on donate to make a tax-deductible donation to support this podcast. You can find our Lift Your Gaze podcast wherever you download your favorite podcast on Apple, Spotify, iHeart, or SoundCloud. You can also find Lift Your Gaze podcast at Nona FM mobile apps and on our website, liftyourgaze.org. Thank you and God bless you. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Lift Your Gaze. Be sure to subscribe so you may continue to enjoy upcoming episodes. Lift Your Gaze is a listener-supported podcast. We deeply appreciate your partnering with us today. We would also like to invite you to visit liftyourgaze.org. There, you'll have the opportunity to learn about our impactful community programs, such as our Hope Initiatives. And we welcome you to kindly consider a tax-deductible contribution that will enable us to continue to share the message of Lift Your Gaze. Until next time, there's always hope when you lift your gaze.